the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I'm Mark Salem, and for the next couple of hours, we're here talking about car, car repair, car repair questions and problems. And before we start that, we're going to give you the phone number, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You're welcome to give us a call if you have uh, any questions or any problems. With your car, 602-508-0960, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. All the transmission overhauls aren't the same. It's important to know what's included in the price. You see, we can go in and just fix the broken part and give you back all your old parts and give you a 90-day warranty, and it's just a gamble. It'll go through it, but Quality Transmission doesn't do that. They say what they're going to do. They write down what they're going to do. They use the correct parts, and they're skilled enough to know what parts aren't going to make it? What parts need to be replaced? What are the wear parts? And those are the ones that we typically replace. So if you need transmission work or you want somebody just to drive your car, stop by. Just stop by Quality Transmission. They're on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. So how you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm I'm great. I'm great. I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, struggling with any problems or anything other than the board's not working today. And you already know that. So we just can't figure out uh, what the situation is. Yep. But I can still hear you. Yep. I can hear you. Do you have any cars that kind of ate your lunch this week or anything like that? Uh, no, we had a we had a pretty good week, pretty smooth week this week. Okay. Well, good. Good. It was uh, the one the one big van that we had w- that we were going to do some work on it. It was that. Uh, one van that you can't take the cab off and you have to do all the major motor work on the d- diesel engine uh-huh. inside. We ended up f- sending that out. That that was an interesting one right there because we weren't the best shop to do it, but it was quite a struggle to find somebody who was the best shop to do it. Right. And so as a result of that, um, like a lot of uh, other shops in the Valley, you call around to find out who's really the guy, the go-to guy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the shop, but I know that it was in the northwest corner of town. Uh, y- y- yeah, it was just north of the I-10 there, over, over in, yeah, the, that area over there, okay. north of the I-10 out, out west. Out west, out Grand Avenue way, kind so, yeah, of. Some, yeah, some south of Grand, yeah. Okay, and so um, have you? did you get any feedback from I haven't, our I customer? haven't spoken with Mike yet to, okay. to see. Uh, I'm not sure if he's got the van back. I, I need to follow up with him, but. He's usually pretty good at following up with me, so I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll hear from him soon. Okay, so it'd be it'd be a good idea so that um, if he had a bad experience, we certainly don't want to refer him back any but there. To, but on the other hand, if he'd had a good experience, then we certainly like to hear that. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. There's a, I had a, an email 
just just recently, and a, and a young young man had a, a Toyota 4Runner, and I guess it died, and it would crank but wouldn't start. Okay. So he ended up taking the top of the motor apart, including the head. So if he took the head off, then it's a three-liter, and I'm and it's got a double overhead cam. So he had to take the timing belt off. Right. And after he got done, he ends up with just nothing more than 20 pounds of compression. Okay. Any ideas on that? Do you put the belt off a tooth? Well, it's off more than a tooth. Or a couple 20 of teeth? pounds. But what's really kind of interesting about this whole thing is, is that when he had the head off, I don't think technologically he understood what to look for on the head or on the piston in the event that the timing belt had slipped. Because when the when the timing belt slips, then sometimes, not all the times, the piston will collide with the valve and bend the valve. Right. Interference engine. Yeah, it's an interference engine. I'm not sure that this 3-liter is an interference engine, but when you look at the, the big thing of the, the big skills and everything, you say to yourself, well, it's it's interesting to know that he has what he had when he started. Right. So he didn't make any progress, but he spent a whole lot of money because he did a bunch of work. He put in. He said he put injectors in it and all kinds of stuff. The, the idea is is that the sophistication level of putting that motor back together on a 1 to 10 scale is, what would you say? Uh, pretty high. 8, 7, 8, 9, something yeah, Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you that it's a 7, 8, 9 easy because of the sophistication level. I tried to explain to him that when you put the timing belt on, it's important to rotate the engine numerous times to make sh with a wrench, not with the starter. Because if your timing belt's off wrong and you hit the key, you're going to bend the valves. Right. And and when you bend the valves, then you have to start all over, and it's a much bigger job than it ever started out with at the very beginning. Right, right. And so that's a, that's a kind of an interesting concept because you, you worry really, uh, I worry a lot about that with respect to our technicians. And I think what's interesting as well is, is is with even our technicians and everybody else, they get a little bit lackadaisical. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, in a big way. The hard part with that is that the mistakes are huge. Um, not, there's been times over 37 years that I've paid for major motor work because we've damaged the motor. Right. There's no question about that. Nope. And in each and every case, this, there was a step-by-step -step process that somebody missed a step. Mm -hmm. There's been cars that have left our shop that's had the tires fall off because we left the lug nuts loose. Right. Um, through the grace of God, no one's been hurt. Right. Um, and actually, we've never been sued because our, us and our insurance company has stepped up and put everybody back to what we think is is fair. Reasonable, yeah. And 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 that's where the real rub lies because oftentimes you have a situation where... Um, somebody feels like that their pain and suffering is worth, you know, a couple million dollars, and right. then the then the then the, the battles start. But in the long run, those step-by-step -step processes are important. The one thing that I've done, and I and I copied this from other shop owners, is 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 that final test drive. That's important to do that, just because that's where you're going to find those problems. Better that tire fall off on us than with mom with three kids belted into car seats in the middle of a big as the intersection. Absolutely. Yep. So when you start talking about those kinds of things, then it, it makes it a little bit different. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And um, we're going to turn everything on in the board to see if anything else happens to work, huh? And uh, hey, Gil, can you hear us?
uh, we don't have any input from Gil at all. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call him on the phone and see if you can call him and see if he, he can talk back to us in an effort to determine what the heck is going on. Anyway, 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or car problem. I also had a, a lady call in, and she had a particular problem with her car. And the car, uh, it, was, it was the headlights issue. It was a, a headlight issue. And the headlight issue would be that she had no, no low beams, but she had high beams. When you talk about headlights, it's important to talk about which way do we activate it. Is it something on the floor, or is it the turn signal lever? that actually turns on and turns off those kinds of things. So those are the important considerations. And so in her particular case, I felt pretty sure that it was the headlight switch down underneath the dash because there were times that she could kind of muscle the, the turn signal lever and actually get the high beams to illuminate. And so that makes a, very, a big difference as well. So 602-508-0960. Okay, Gil, are you there? I'm here. Oh, okay. We're just making sure. <laughs> We're just making sure. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. You're allowed to go to the bathroom. Okay, you're allowed to go to the bathroom. You're allowed to abandon us. We just are really happy that uh, we can hear you, and through our headphones and stuff like that. And we just found out why we had the problem here is because I had neglected to turn the amp on. So folks that don't know, we just built a new radio studio. The technology that we had was 22 years old. Now we've stepped into the 21st century, and so there's lots of buttons and stuff that causes problems, and we're struggling with that. Anyway, any other cars that, uh, that we fixed? Uh, I'll tell you one interesting one was that Chevelle that came in. Right. The Chevelle came in, and it was, a, um, it was a, an interesting car because it had tremendous history behind it, paper history. Right. But what really surprised me the most of it was when we evacuated the air conditioning system that hadn't seen Freon in God knows how many years, it actually held vacuum, which allowed us to put Freon in it and actually test the performance of it. I was surprised by that. Right, right. Yep, that, uh, that's a nice car. Oh, it, 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 it was a, a beautiful car. All right, let's go to Carol, who called in first. Carol, good morning. How can we help you this morning? morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, so I have a uh, 2007 Ford Focus um, that my, um, my warranty is about to expire. I have 47,000 miles, and it will expire at 50,000 miles. So um, um, I want to know what I should do. Be asking for um, before before my warranty expires. Okay, I I think a good check over of your car by a qualified technician, a certified technician, and I think what you say to him is is my warranty is about over. Are there any oil leaks? Are there any problems that I need to address now at forty seven thousand miles if I go out of warranty at fifty? Carol, it's it's. Your question is a very common question. What happens a lot of times is is that that they'll ha they'll create a list. The shop will create a valid list, and much of what's on the list is is available to be repaired, and some of it's not. For instance, there might be some situations where your warranty doesn't cover normal maintenance right. stuff that's called for in the owner's manual, like oil changes, transmission services, flushes, stuff like that. So right. obviously that stuff isn't covered. But oil leaks, suspension components, stuff like that, that's all covered. Okay. 
So, and it's not, now, do you know what they want to renew your warranty? How much money? No, I have, they have not told me yet. No. Okay. Is, is this through a, a, a local bank or a, a credit um, union? No, it's, it's through the Ford. I bought it at the Ford dealership and I, it was through the through Ford credit. Okay. What surprises me is, is that it's an 07 and, uh, so it's nine years old and you only have 47,000 miles on it. Um, I purchased it as a certified, um, uh, pre-owned, and it was allegedly owned by a little old lady who never drove. <laughs> okay. So how many miles have you put on it? Um, I probably put on 30,000. Okay. And you least. bought it when? I uh, bought it um, four, four years ago. Okay. So you're not even at 10,000 miles a year. Uh, uh, okay. Right. The reason I tell you that is depending on the cost of the warranty package that you're looking at, your expected money out of your pocket between now and 100,000 miles is um, probably pretty slim. It's probably pretty small, and I'll tell you why. Because usually between 80 and 100 is when you have to pay for the 80 you just used it for. So you're really not going to have to pay for a lot of what needs to be done until the 75, 80, 90 mark. And that's mm -hmm. going to pay backwards for all the services okay. you provided. But once you pay for that at the 70, 80 mark, then that gives you another 80 to go, if that makes sense. Right. So you're kind of paying for what you've already used, right. and then each time you do that. So, But, yes, if you have a shop, and I would probably look for a full-service shop as opposed to just a, an oil change facility because Definitely. the full-service shop will have technicians that are used to looking at that. Okay? Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. It's 17 after the hour of 10. We'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified, we have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May. And I wrote this message. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Two recent court cases are a welcome reminder that the separation of powers doctrine may be slow to act, but is still alive. A federal judge declared that the U.S. Department of Interior did not have the power to issue rules about fracking on federal land. And the U.S. Supreme Court, on a split 4-4 four to four vote, allowed a Court of Appeals decision to stand, holding that the president does not have the power to unilaterally allow those in the country illegally to remain. Only Congress has these powers, the court said, not the executive branch. The Obama administration has been pressing the envelope of executive power for years, using executive orders to try to carry out its agenda on gun control, immigration, environmental regulations, and the like. The founders separated powers among the branches so that no one, not even the president, could act alone on important matters. It may take years for other branches like the courts to catch up, at least in this case, but they finally have. I'm David Davenport. 
So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... Then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like... Ribbit, and I saw an owl too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem sitting next to me is Alan Salem. And we're talking about car and car repair problems. So if you'd like to join us, you can, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. That makes a big difference. Uh, one of the other issues that, uh, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago that I think is worth talking about again is uh, black box technology, airbags, crashing your car, stuff like that. Right. We get that a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of the issues we get a lot is that we get called by insurance companies, not only us, but there's lots of experts out there in Phoenix that do this kind of work. We're not the only place. We're one of many. But the experts will get a call from an insurance company and say, go look at this car and pull some black box data out of it. The reason for that is is because there's a question about what happened in the accident, and the black box actually tells what was going on with that car. Right. Fair enough. Right. Okay. So when you talk about... Uh, one example, um, and it's a story from a long time ago, so I can tell it now because I couldn't tell it back then. But um, somebody calls their insurance company and says that they woke up in the morning and their car was parked out in front of their house and it's all crashed. Right. And so the insurance company sends an adjuster out there and he finds something unusual that the airbags have deployed. Okay. So the airbag, is, the, the, the adjuster's kind of concerned about why did the airbags deploy when the car is sitting in front of the house. Right. The fact of the matter is, is, is technologically speaking, there's no way that the car can have the airbags deployed unless the key was in the ignition, unless the car was moving down the road. <laughs> because airbags don't deploy when the car is stopped, and they don't deploy when the key's out of the ignition. Right. So that's an easy one. So then the next step is is looking at the black box data. And to come to find out that one, one millisecond, one millionth of a second before the airbags de- were deployed, this car was doing 38 miles an hour. <laughs> that creates a problem for the driver. One of the things that, that's kind of amazing about that or, whole... Or a child. Or a child. Yeah. Or, or a, little, a young man yeah, or a woman yeah, yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. who's got yeah. mom and dad's car. 
the the funny part about it was is that this person had full coverage insurance their car was going to be covered one way or the other you you can't compound that relationship by lying right so that causes all kinds of problems the insurance company wants you to tell the truth the insurance company wants you to tell what's going on the problem is is that nobody nobody wants to admit that they were at, and then the second question is is what the heck did you hit yeah so if your car ends up in front of your house and the airbags are deployed, then the, the real important question is, is what did you hit? Right. If you hit a telephone pole, if you hit a tree in the forest, well, a telephone pole, there's going to be typically damage, and the utility company is going to want to know that. And if you hit a tree in the forest or if you hit a trash can or something, there's going to be other people. There's going to be victims. Right. So they don't, they don't want to raise their hand and say, I hit something, I hit a trash can, which caused my airbags to deploy, if that would happen, but it, it probably wouldn't. But they're worried about the small amount of dollars there when really we're talking about a much bigger amount of dollars here on your car. Right. So that's they just folks, it's just it's not a good idea with a car from nineteen ninety six and newer. Now not one hundred percent of the cars out there have black boxes. But it started in nineteen ninety six and we're now covering well over I, I would venture a guess sixty, seventy percent of the cars out there have a black box that allows us to read what happened in the multiple seconds before the airbags deployed. So we know if your foot's on the brake, we know if your foot's on the gas, we know where your foot's on the gas. I had that case not too long ago where there was a floorboard acceleration all the way to the point of impact and the airbag deployment. So obviously somebody had their foot on the floor. There was no brake activity because we can see that in the graph. Right. So it's a, it's a good idea. You have two choices when you're talking with those kinds of things. I think your attorney will tell you, and I'm not a lawyer, so I can't give you legal advice, but you can either say, thank you, I'd rather not talk, or you can tell them the truth. But telling them a lie is the third choice, and it's usually a pretty bad choice. Rick, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Hi, Mark. <clears throat> I've got a 91 Acura Integra, and I just had it tuned up on Wednesday, so I don't know if that's incidental to this or not. But uh, I went out uh, yesterday morning, and it's a standard transmission, so you mash the clutch to the floor, turn the key, and hopefully, God willing, everything comes to life. All the lights on the dash came on. The headlights are strong. But there was zero, nothing, no sound, no anything, like start or trying, nothing. So I'm at a loss. Okay. Um, can you walk out there in front of your car right now? Uh, I can. Okay. And I checked fuses. That was the only thing I know to ch knew to check. Okay. What I'm more interested in is, is if you walk out and just turn the headlights on in the car and walk around front, are they on, are they white and bright, or are they yellow? Right. I think I turned them on yesterday, and they came on pretty strong. But I am right now heading into the car, and the lights are nice and bright. Okay. So now I want you to get in, and you say it's a standard transmission? Correct. Okay. Hop in, and I want you to push the clutch to the floor four or five times as hard as you can. Am I going to need my key? Because I didn't bring my key with me. Okay. Well, we're going to be up against a break, so I'm going to probably put you on hold, and I'll grab you on the other side. But what I want to do is I want you to keep the headlights on, and hopefully they're they're pointing at something you can actually see. Right. During that period of time, you're going to try to start it, and we're going to watch the headlights and see what they do. Do the headlights go out and come back on slowly, or do they go out and come back on fast? That kind of stuff. Okay, sounds good. And the answer to your question is, is no one will know whose fault this is until we figure out what it is. Okay. All right, so this could be an issue with them 
but it's probably not likely if all they did is tune-up work, which is underneath the hood. Yeah, it's just but, plugs, or plugs uh, distributor cap, and uh, wires. That was it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, one way or the other, we'll, it will help you diagnose it. Um, I'm three minutes from a, actually two and a half minutes from a break. So you go out there and get all ready to go. Turn on the headlights. And I'm going to tell you about IMM Auto Service. They're in Northeast Tempe. They've been around since 1972. They're a really good shop, and they work on cars that nobody else really likes to work on. They work on Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo are the cars that they embrace. Why do they like those kinds of cars? Because they have the scanners, they have the technological information, they have the, the detailed information, they have the specifications, and they have technicians who have spent their majority of their time working on cars, on those kinds of cars. So, yeah, anybody can change the oil on a Volvo or Saab, a Fiat or Alfa Romeo, that's true. But not anybody can make them start. Not anybody can make them run well, idle well. Not, not very many shops can really fix the air conditioning, especially if it's an electronic-controlled air conditioning system. That's where I am in. However, they still do all kinds of work on domestic and import vehicles, so they recognize their customers are going to have a Ford and a Chevy and a Fiat. So they wanted you to know that they can work on your other cars, but if you have a Ford, actually if you have a Volvo Saab, Fiat, or Alfa Romeo, then IMM is your shop. Northeast corner, they're south of the 202, they're just west of the 101 in North Tempe. My email address is mark at marksalem.com, and uh, we're coming up on a break, and when we come back, we're going to take more calls. Mark at marksalem.com, and you can email me anytime, and if you'll leave me your phone number, I'll typically call you back. And it's important to know that I call from a block cell phone, and, and it just makes it easier for me to have a block cell phone. So you're always welcome to email me, mark at marksalem.com. The phone number, if you have a car question, is 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Every Saturday, we're here between 10 and 12 talking about car and car repair issues. You're always welcome to join us. If you have a car question, let's start off with the year-making model of the car. Let's talk about how many miles it's got on it. Then let's talk about the symptoms. What kind of symptoms do you have? Oftentimes it's not important what kind of work that you've done to fix the problem because if you would have fixed it, you wouldn't be calling me. But symptoms are really important and that's what we're all about. 602-508-0960. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria. And at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. 
Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right. Um, do you, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay. Tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. <laughs> the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Listen every weekday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11, or actually 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Alan, my son. And actually, we have our, my grandson in the, uh, in the building as well. And he's uh, listening to us talk about cars and, and figuring out whether we're telling the truth or not. That's the best thing right there. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil has been in business at 40th Street in Washington since 1968. Phil and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts. They've gone to the next level in providing excellent products that meet or exceed OEM specifications. Every transmission is thoroughly tested on their state-of-the-art dynamometer before they install it into your car, and the reason why they do that is, is if it's going to leak, if it's not going to shift, it's better to find it out then than later after they've installed it, which means they've got to take it out, fix it, and put it back in and hope they fixed it. But by putting your transmission on a dynamometer, it allows them to exercise the transmission and check it for leaks and check it for shift patterns long before they put it in your car. That saves a lot of time. It's money well spent for them. 
and it saves them a whole lot of labor because taking a transmission in and out four times just wipes out any profit that you ever had on your on that transmission. So if you're if you're in the central Phoenix area, 40th Street in Washington is a place you've probably seen before, Automatic Transmission Exchange, and now they're open on Saturdays from 8 to 12 if you want to stop by and talk or drive a car. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange. Let's go to Rick. Rick had uh, in an Integra. He had had it in uh, for some service, and now it won't crank over. Right, Rick? Correct. It, it's been a couple days. It was serviced on Wednesday, and, and it didn't start uh, yesterday morning. Okay. So I tried what you just suggested, pumped the clutch a few times with the headlights on, tried to crank it, uh, and it's still nothing. The headlights are strong and steady. Okay. Is it a four-cylinder or six-cylinder? It's a four. Okay. Do you have a hammer? Uh, yeah. Pop the hood. Okay. We're going to see if we can fix this thing for you. I want you to pop the hood, and I want you to follow the positive battery cable to the starter. And what you're going to do is you're going to not the. Do you know where the solenoid sits on top of the starter? Um, I can. Yeah, I can okay. see it. Okay. All right. The the little the the starter is the bigger of the two tomato cans, and the solenoid is on top of it. I don't want you to hit the solenoid, okay. but I want you to whack the metal case of the starter pretty doggone hard three or four times. You know, I tried that yesterday. I had to get to it. I've got to use a long screwdriver to get down in there. Okay. So. Can you hit it with the hammer, though? You you can't? No, okay. no, uh-uh. All right. Can't get to it. There's an air intake. Can't okay. Walking away. All right. Now, when you hit the key, do the headlights dim any at all, or do they no, stay white and bright? No, they're still good. Strong, white, white. Okay. What that typically means is, is the start signal is sent from the ignition switch through the clutch switch. Okay. Then from the clutch switch to the trigger for the solenoid. Okay. And then the solenoid activates the starter. The fact that you don't have any electricity consumption and the headlights don't change okay. would suggest that, one, it's either going to be the clutch switch underneath the clutch pedal, or, two, it's going to be the solenoid. And the solenoid is not responding to the tr electronic trigger from the key switch that's sent through the clutch pedal switch. Now, I want you to try this. If you can get back in the car, I want you to push the clutch pedal all the way to the floor, and then I want you to slide your foot to the left and just let the clutch pedal pop back up. Okay. Okay. Do that a couple times, and then now the, the clutch pedal is all the way out. I want you to turn the key to the start position. Okay. And then I want you to fan the clutch pedal a couple of times real hard. Hold the key to the start position and fan the clutch pedal. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. It, you know, it's an easy test for, for a guy like me because I would take a digital voltometer and I would go to the trigger part of the solenoid to see if I've got 12 volts that's coming from your key switch through the neutral safety switch or the clutch switch in your case and onto the solenoid. I'm, there's a good chance the car will push start. So if you wanted to get it to the shop, um, you could get it out on the street and push it 10 feet and hop in and get somebody with you and pop the clutch and make sure the key's on, pop the clutch, and it'll start. So you're thinking it might be the starter solenoid, which that starter's only a year and a half to two years old, and I've not had any issues with it lately. Okay, well, it's, it's kind of like a light bulb. You know, one minute it works, and the next minute oh, it doesn't. Okay. Okay. And, but it could be the clutch switch. It could also be the ignition switch, for that matter, but it's not likely the ignition switch is causing the problem because you've probably got dash lights yeah. And you've probably got a fan, mm -hmm. and that means the ignition switch is operating. Yep. So if 
like I said, it's it's a, the the diagnostic part of this is pretty insignificant. Um, but the the bad news would be it'd be a bad idea for you to go get another starter and solenoid and put it in and end up in the same boat you're at. Yeah, right. And as long as your headlights are white and bright, that means the connections at the battery are good. So, All right. Well, I may try doing the push start situation. Yeah. See what happens. And it, and the only other thing to do is is if you crawl underneath there, you can't hit that starter with a hammer. Uh, I I can hit the starter, but. Uh, not or I can hit the solenoid, but not the starter itself. Okay. It's just blocked. Okay, no problem, no problem. Well, good luck to you. Thanks Thank for calling. You. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question or a car problem you want to talk about, you're more than welcome to give us a call. It's ten forty. We'll be back right after this. When the smartest audience in talk radio turns nine sixty, the Patriot on every day, good things happen. Listeners are informed and entertained. Not only that, the economy is stimulated by the advertisers who use this radio station to reach our great listeners. If you run a business, please consider advertising it to people who share your same values and principles. The Patriot Listener. Visit 960thepatriot.com or call Heath Garluzzo at 602-955-9600 today. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember... The law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day. But by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. 
If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. Patriot app tip number three. Listening to Seth Liebson from 6 to 8 and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Alan. And uh, we're talking about car and car repair problems. And if you'd like to join us, we have two callers already. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. One more time. 602-508-0960. And we'll get you in just as quickly as we can. I'm going to go to the phones first. Nick, you're first. How can we help you today? Yeah, Mark, I've got a uh, 06 Chevy Colorado. I've got uh, 537,056 files on it. If I have any kind of um, front-end problem, would I feel it in the steering wheel or the floorboard? Why don't you describe what you're feeling for me first? Well, I'm not feeling anything, but I'm getting one front tire wearing on the inside. Okay. And give me how many miles are on the car? 537,056. Okay. Well, the, the question is a, is, a, is a difficult one to ask because you're asking it and we have a tire wear issue. Let me just address the tire wear issue because okay. it's, it's hard to... The, the camber part of your front end is the tilt of the top of the tires either outward or inward. Okay. So if you're wearing the inside edge of the tire, the top of the tire is leaning which way? Oh, it'd be leaning towards the inside. Of the car. You're exactly right. So the okay. question is, is is that an adjustment issue, or have we lost an upper control arm bushing? Have we lost a lower ball joint? The bat, A bad lower ball joint will kick the bottom of the tire out, hence the top of the tire is now in. Okay. An upper ball joint allows the top part of the tire to fall inward, which then causes the tire to, to wear the inside edge of the tire. So the inside edge of the t- wear on the tire is, is the whole issue. It's the question is, is where, why are we there? Now, what really needs to happen is, is you need to put it on the alignment rack to find out if we can adjust this out. Let me give you an example. I want you to put your fingers in front of you pointing straight up and down, and I want them to be about five inches apart, okay, like goalposts. Okay. When I hook up your car to the alignment machine and after I calibrate everything, the, the, there's going to be a pointer that points down, and it's going to be inside that window somewhere. Are you with me? Yep. I want that pointer to be inside that window. If it's outside the window, then I'm going to adjust it inside the window. However... While I have your car on the rack and I'm measuring a thousandth of an inch, so I'm measuring really a narrow window here, I'm going to grab a hold of that tire and I'm going to pull the tire outward and then I'm going to push the tire inward. When I do that, if that marker 
swings and let's say that you've got five inches in the goalpost of good and if that marker moves 10 inches i'm never going to get that marker to stay inside that five inch mark because of the wear associated now i have to figure out where the wear's at upper ball joint upper bushing lower ball joint lower bushing that's where the wear's going to be so what kind of car truck did you say it was oh six chevy colorado okay so is it a four-wheel drive or two-wheel drive Two-wheel drive. Okay. So you have upper and lower control arm bushings on that. You have upper and lower ball joints on that. But the first part of that is, is can we shake the front end down, and, and do we just find that we're out of the window? And, and let's say that the window is, like I say, is that five inches shaded area, and the movement of the front end is only an inch. Well, I can get that inch worth of movement inside that five inches of shaded area. So I'm, I'm not going to sell you anything. If all I've got is, is just a little bit of movement in the front end, but I can keep all that movement, the extreme left and the extreme right, within that five-inch window, then that's it. We're done. I'll just move it over there into the window. So on the short side, you're going to spend uh, alignment. I'm going to guess that most everybody in town is going to be somewhere between 75 and $125 for an alignment. Yep, exactly. And okay. Can I but, ask you one other quick question after sure, that one? Sure you can. Sure you can. Go ahead. Okay. I have another 06 Colorado, uh, five-speed. They're both five-speeds. This one only has 200,000 miles on it. I'm getting kind of like a rattling noise that I can hear in the cab coming like maybe towards the bed somewhere. And I think the only reason I can hear it is because I, because of the air vents coming out of the cab. But if I'm going on the freeway, if I let up on the gas, it stops. But the minute I put down on the gas, it starts up again. Okay. Do you, you, sure do you think it like could you... be either the U-joints or like a pinion-type bearing in the um, in the rear end? Wow. It could be it, it could be either of those. My I, first thought was exhaust. I know, but 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 here's the deal. Uh, well, exhaust, a tick tick noise from the exhaust right. or a ping and a pre-ignition. Oh yeah. The problem is is that. Uh, on what he's described, what the offer, the menu, his menu is 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 throttle up, throttle down. Right. So XL, decel. Well, opinion bearing's going to make a noise in both of those. Yeah, I was thinking more of the U joints. As you as you excel, you 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 load that thing and right. then you let it go. You unload it exactly. But, yeah. So if you feather it, sometimes it'll go away, but it'll still be there on the low side and on the high side. Right. right. So so I, I I just with all due respect, I just don't like your menu. If you've got a clicking noise, then we first have to identify whether it's engine-related, transmission-related, or drivetrain-related. But almost always, when you have a pinion, you're going to have a howling noise. It's going to howl, and it's going to be directly related to speed. And it's going to be really bad on acceleration or really bad on deceleration because the pinion bearing has – there's two pinion bearings. Right. One of them is a load, and one of them is a decel bearing. So I just don't like your menu. I, I mean, you're 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 giving me a, a sliver of the symptoms, and then you're asking me, does it have to do with the ring and pinion, the the carrier bearings, the the pin, ring and pinion or the uh, pinion bearings, or is it U joints? I, I I don't think it's any of those. I, I and I think that this is this is something that any one of us could drive and 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 probably pinpoint it with with fairly decent accuracy. I don't think this is a this is a tough find for a for a experienced technician. Yeah. If it's an exhaust leak, it'll change whether the engine's hot or cold. It'll be worse hot 
then it is cold. It won't be there in the morning, but as soon as the motor warms up, it'll. If it's a U joint, there's going to be a vibration accompanying with the U joint. You'll have a, no, a you'll have a noise, but you'll have a vibration that goes with it. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mark. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you very okay. much, Steve. You're up. How can I help you today, Steve? Hey. Good morning, you guys. Good uh, morning. 40th Street and Bell. Okay. Um, I, I think that would be your closest place. Um, you could also, are you are you closer to Deer Valley and I-17? Yes, I'm closer to okay. there. Okay. Go to Deer Valley and I-17, the northwest corner. That's Action Auto. And tell Tom, okay. Mark said that he doubts that he's capable of diagnosing your hydro boost, but you thought you'd give him a try. <laughs> That's that's okay. called that's called waving the red flag in front of the bull. <laughs> okay. Right. And probably get me tossed out of there on my ear. No, he'll laugh because he knows okay. I'm aggravating him. That's all. Okay. All, all right. right. Well, thank you. You betcha. You betcha. 
We've had quite a few of uh, Hydro Boost units go bad. Yes, we have. And typically, it's not the pump. It's usually the Hydro Boost unit itself. Correct. There's an accumulator, an, uh, a copper-colored can. It's kind of a copper color, maybe not a really a copper color, a gold-colored, and it's a, it's a, it's an accumulator for power for your Hydro Boost. That's supposed to give you a couple of brake applications after you lose power. Gotcha. A lot of times what will happen is, is when you when you drive down the road, you can cycle the key to the off position. Now you're coasting with no engine, and you'll have one or two or maybe three brake applications before the pedal gets rock hard. Right. So if you did that and you had no good brake applications, then we, we don't even have enough pressure to build up in the accumulator, which would then determine that the hydroboost unit almost assuredly is bad. Right, right. The fact that he still has power steering through this entire time suggests that that's not the problem at all. Right, right. Okay. All righty. That's just kind of thinking out loud. You get the best of both worlds. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Here, I thought he was going to ask me a diesel question. I did, too. <laughs> I, did I, was, too. I got excited. Yeah. Well, that 7.3, I think we've talked about that before. That yep. 7.3 is a uh, is a great motor. Yep. Everything between it and the new 6.7 is, is absolute garbage. And, and so, and although we like them, because they make us lots of money. The, you know, you're right about that. <laughs> no, you're right about that. That we love people. With but they also O's. give us lots of headaches, though, too. Well, it's just Ford. When was the last seven uh, three? Uh, about in 2002. 2002. So from 2002 to when the six sevens came out. Uh, 2011 is when they came out. So okay, two, uh, your... so three to three to eight basically. Three to uh, eight. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Three to three to ten. Three, Three to, to ten. ten, yeah. Okay, that's that's the terrible, terrible diesel engines as far as we're concerned. Yep. And we're going to come to that conclusion because we work on them every day of our lives. Yep. And and those are the kinds of bids. What's what's a six zero liter cost for the um, EGR cooler for the oil cooler? And oh, the I top mean, end? Uh, it's uh, our bills range anywhere from five thousand uh, on up to twenty five thousand. Okay, to put the power stroke back together. Correctly, depend and and, and do it and and, and, and and repair stuff and fix stuff and update stuff and yeah. update stuff. That's a key thing. Yeah, update parts and use updated parts and use non-factory parts that are that are better than the factory stuff. Everybody's like us. Everybody who's working on power strokes is just like us. Yep. They, everybody has the same issues. So the seven three was a monster motor. Uh -huh. We're seeing seven threes go for what the sticker price is almost. Yep. Oh yeah. So if Worth you pay money. twenty eight thousand dollars in the in the early two thousands. Then all of a sudden you can get almost that kind of money yep. on your your seven three because they're so well respected and they're such good good ideas. Larry Harker's Auto is over at Thirty Eighth Avenue in Indian School. He's been around since nineteen sixty seven. He's a great guy. Bob is the diagnostician there, and Bob can diagnose anything. He can really diagnose anything. He is a great guy, and he's a bulldog when it comes to just putting your nose to the grindstone and tracking down a problem somebody's got. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, go to where all the other shops send their hard cars to. Because around Bob, there's a lot of cars that go to other shops, and they end up at Bob's desk because he's the one that can fix them. So if you need somebody who's... In, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best diagnosticians that Phoenix has to offer, then go see Bob at Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue in Indian School. The phone lines are open, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Give us a call if you have a car question. We'll be right back.
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.